Hello, lovely listeners. How are we this week? I hope y'all are doing great. Um, I'm Joanna. And I am Emily. And this is Sister Combo. Cue the intro. All right, y'all. We're head into our first segment, which is the what the fuck of the week. Mm-hmm. Which, or did you want to share what your week was about? Well, I mean, my week was not nearly as clustered as yours. Do you want to go through some of your what the fucks of the weeks? You said you had a couple, maybe? Um, I mean, no, I I wouldn't say that my week was clustered, mostly because I like when I think about it, I don't remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my, work, my what the fuck of the week is the car market right now what what the fuck is the car market right now like I my lease is up in a few months and I don't mean a few as in two I mean I mean a few as in like six or seven months right and I have to figure out what I'm gonna do with my car and I'm wondering slash pondering what am I going to do? Cause I was thinking that I just had to choose a car that I wanted and then see what the options were for that. No. So I was talking to my old coworker and she's in the same boat. And she said that she went to almost every dealer in LA and they, the car prices for leases are jacked up at least $4,000. Um, if you look on Carvana, at least like around my area, they have a bunch of cars that are zero, like zero money down. No, but the, that's it's not even zero money down it's i mean like the actual price of the car if it would have if it the normal price of it would have been let's say like a subaru outback was twenty six twenty seven hundred dollars twenty seven thousand dollars mm-hmm. they're going for their or thirty six thousand to forty four thousand dollars what's the mileage on them Do, like does they're, it- no they're, no they're new cars oh okay because i believe in the state of california it's illegal to lease a used car i'm not sure I'd have to look that up, but like I got bamboozled in Holland because how the fuck are you able to lease a used car? I mean, I thought that, that, was, thing. I thought that was common. No. Whenever I tell people that, they're genuinely shocked. They're like, how are you able to lease a used car? Oh, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> So I, and like, don't quote us. Like, if you know better, like, tell us because we obviously don't. Yes, please educate us. Yeah, given this fact, I'm like, oh, so it's not, it's not only about like trying to find a car because ideally I wanted to buy a car and just be like, okay, I'll just do the used car route. But then my boss was saying, she was like, hey, like, but if something happens to that car and you don't have the money to fix it, you're SOL. Versus a lease, you get a brand new car. Nothing's going to be wrong with it for at least four years or at least three some years. Right. With a lease, you do get free free oil changes, blah, blah, blah. So she was saying that, like, she had her car and she was trying to, I think she was uh, financing it. And something happened to her axle, and now, like, the car is basically worth nothing now. Damn. Because I was going to say, like, maybe you can find something good on on Facebook Marketplace or offer up or something. But, Emily, what has been the continuous what the fuck with getting used cars? They don't get them for, huh? They fucking break. Exactly. You don't get them for very long. They break. You have to stress about how to fix them. Like, car stress is literally the number one, like, what the fuck of, like, your life at that moment. So I get what she's saying. Um, And also, I plan on leaving the country in about two years anyway. So I might as well continue to do a lease. But, like, everything is so jacked up right now. I'm not trying to pay $500 out of pocket every month for a car. Right. Oh, my God. So that is my what the fuck of the week. The car market, what the fuck. If you know anything, just let me know. Emily, go ahead. That's funny. My what the fuck of the week is also car related. <laughs> so, um, yesterday, out of the blue, our mail person like knocks on the door, and I'm like, "Oh, that's so weird. Usually, it's just a drop off and go, right?" 
So I open the door and I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, um, I need something to, like I need to sign and like prove that I gave it to you. I like, um, like, you know, joking, like, do you want it? Do you want me to kind of just like forget it? You know, like, you know, like just joking around. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh no, like we can take it, blah, blah, blah. We get it. And it's fucking a court ordered thing for my roommate. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So like, uh, I literally sat there and like, I was like, even, even though it's not for me, I was just like, oh my God. So the entire day, because Josh was at work, mm-hmm. I picked him up, like he figured, or like we figure out what's going on. It's a ticket from when I parked fucking before New Year's. And I looked at it and I'm like, what the fuck? Because I never got a ticket from when I parked there. Uh, what? Exactly. Like, they had a picture of the car and everything. I'm like, yeah, that was my fault. Like, I'll pay for the ticket, whatever. But that's so weird. Why didn't they put something on the car? Why would they mail it two weeks later? That is something, like, that's like a, like, traffic light thing. Like, I've never heard of somebody, like, a parking ticket do that. That's what I was saying. Like, the parking ticket wasn't a lot, but still, like, wouldn't they... Tell me how much... How much was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't crazy, but it was just like, that's a lot of showmanship for a parking ticket. You could have just slapped on the car while I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also we've, we've never been like meter maids. So I have no idea all of all the things that they go through. I know they get paid. Back. Oh, I'm sure they do. They have to deal with all kinds of stupid shit. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know what? If you just had, if you had that type of personality where you wanted to just be that person, like, be bitchy and, like, be that person all day, every day, that would be the perfect job for you. Just fucking with people all day, every day. I mean, that's true. Yeah. And, like, especially if you like to fight. Honey. And you work for the city, so it would be, like, a fine for that person. Exactly. And you got good health care. You've got it made in the shade. The only thing you'd have to wear is that stupid co- or stupid outfit. And some people lack uniforms. But anyway, so yes, what we're talking about today is a movie that Joanna has been trying to get me to watch for like the last couple weeks. Wait, 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 wait. We, like, you know, it's like our segment. So the seg this month oh. is, this episode is movie of the month. And the movie we are going to be watching and talking about is... Love Don't Cost a Thing with Christina Milian and Nick Cannon. Okay, I go ahead. really, really, really like that name. Christina Milian. Like, she's uh, she's it just flows. And she sings so gorgeously. Yeah. And her, her nickname is Tina. Oh, that's so cute. Because she used to have a show back in the day on MTV. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I think she has a baby with The Dream or the something okay you know like the people who have like the one the name the dream the something i don't know hang on let me see christina million yep the dream can't look at my pop culture knowledge (laughs) but yes so this is the movie we're gonna be talking about today Mm -hmm. um trying to coin it (laughs) movie of the month movie of the month Uh, so do you want to go, do you want me to do the breakdown of the movie or you want to do the breakdown of the movie? I can do the breakdown of the movie. Uh, I'll interject if you don't do it, if you don't do certain parts. Oh, if I don't do it to your standard? Because <laughs> she'd be trying to like just breeze by certain things. I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. But this is like a bigger moment than what you're making it seem. All right, that's fair. Because this movie is like, this is one of your movies. I mean... It's just like it's a hood classic. That's basically what it is. Everybody who everybody who grew up, um, I don't want to say just just black people, but I do feel like if you grew up in like the hood or like around a lot of black people, this is definitely a movie that you've seen, mm-hmm. along with like ATL, um, a lot of other movies that were frequently ran on BT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I was looking up where to watch it, and it was just like, "Yo, you can watch it on the BET channel." I was like, "Oh, okay." Who could if anybody has actual cable anymore? Right, which I think only your mom and my mom do. 
Yeah, and she loves it. They have a personal affair. Oh, yeah. They have a personal affair. <laughs> um, so this movie takes place in Southern California about early 2000s. Was it was it San Diego or San Francisco or I feel like it's it's long. I mean, in the movie they don't really do I think it's LA. I think it's LA. I think it's actually LA. Okay. Um I have a I have like some trivia that says it was Filmed in the campus and uh, the campus and gym scenes were shot at a Long Beach high school in Cal or Long Beach, California. Other movies such as Coach Carter and American Pie were also shot at that same school. Yeah, and usually they do if they find a shooting location that works, they'll usually stick with it. Yeah, which is kind of surprising because I heard that like shooting in California is expensive. I mean, but like. I mean, in the two in the two thousands, it probably was a little bit cheaper. Oh, true. This is uh, early two thousands. This movie came out like December two thousand three. Yeah. Um. So basically, like to shorten down what the plot of the movie is, you have a high school loser, Alvin, who is played by Nick Cannon, uh, pays a cheerleader who's played by played by Christina Milian. Uh, to pose as his girlfriend so he can be considered cool. To like, kind of like go deeper into the, like the movie, he's a pool boy. Um, he's saving up to build this or to have a uh, or build an engine to save up for this specific car part. Do you remember what the car part's called? Um, he's been working and like cleaning pools for everybody uh, for all like the rich kids of his school to save up for a camshaft to build this engine so he can like go to this cool, really big fancy college expensive college. Should we mention the pool party? Is that important? Okay, so as I said, you want to take the so movie. That's, <laughs> that's basically the plot of the movie. So if you're looking, if you're looking to see a movie um, that's low key, a coming of age story. That's basically like what it is. He makes several he makes several points in the movie that like like when like when am I ever gonna get this chance again? Like you only you only go to high school once. Mm-hmm. It's basically why he ended up doing it. So he he you're okay. You're introduced to the characters, the two main characters. You're introduced to Alvin in the beginning of the movie where they have a bomb ass soundtrack because hello. So they open, they open with a bomb ass soundtrack, and you see Alvin with a big afro, unibrow, like dirty oh, clothes. My God, like Nick Cannon. I just, I, I know that this movie was in the early two thousands, but everyone just looks so young. And yeah. oh my God, the fact that Nick Cannon actually was willing to look like that is kind of fun. It's like crazy to me. Well, I mean, a little bit. Nick Cannon's not my type. I don't think he's attractive. Me either. But, um, and I, I, again, like, we we could go on a whole tangent about, like, the way people's beauty perceptions, because somebody thinks that, like, his afro is, like, his his afro is nice. Like, unibrow, some people, like, okay, unibrow is a different situation. But other than that, and the way that he dressed, Mm -hmm. he didn't dress for his body. That was the only thing that was wrong with him. He didn't know how to dress, and he had a unibrow. He could have kept his fro. Okay, anyways, so you're introduced to Alvin. He's on his, like, little motor scooter going to going to clean pools. Mm-hmm. And Paris, which is the uh, – Christina Milian plays the cheerleader. Paris Morgan. Yeah, Paris Morgan, which she's supposed to be, like, the it girl. And she has, like, her it ease, um, which uh, the diversity is funny because – like they have the black girl and then Christina Milian, they don't say what she is in the movie. They don't say anything about her race throughout the entire movie, but you get that she is of Latino, Latina descent. Yeah. They try to definitely do like the diversity thing with all the groups you you'll notice in the movie. Yeah. The main guy, uh, Alvin, he has three best friends and it's like Keenan Thompson, uh, the guy from Harold and Kumar, the, uh, I think it's Kumar. And uh, one white kid, I can't remember his name though. I I don't remember. But every like everybody has like their role to play. So with the it girls, they have a black girl Yvonne. I don't remember what the white girl's name was. And then they have Paris Morgan, which is like Latina, or she even could be mixed. Like she's supposed to be racially ambiguous in the movie. 
So there is this pool party and that's how, that's kind of how Paris ish kind of shows how Paris and everybody sees Alvin. So I think that is a good, like a good scene Mm -hmm. because you're seeing like, Oh, like, why are you here? Like, what's he doing here and how he's treated. Right. Like like it's, yeah, it's defended that he's the outcast. Um, when he gets to the house, the mom's like, oh, you can come back later. We're having kind of like a get together right now. And yeah, he's like, no, it's it's cool. I'll do it. And Alvin doesn't get like that's the mom trying to save him from possible humiliation yeah. because he she knows that he's not in that crowd. So the basic the big scene of that part of the movie is Alvin fall is having this daydream about Paris and falls into the pool. And, like, everybody's, like, what? Did it, like, they're cracking jokes on him. And then Paris is, like, chill, you guys. He, I'm sure he's in the pool for a reason. He's the pool boy. Helps him out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's how that scene ends. And then they I'm come not, to. I'm not going to lie. I really do like a lot of Christina Milian's lines in this movie. Yeah, because she's supposed to. Okay, so her, like, Everybody thinks that she's kind of shallow mm-hmm. because she's pretty. She's a girl. The other two girls are definitely shallow. Like they have like surface level feelings. They don't go into depth about them too at all. Mm-hmm. But you figure out throughout the movie that like Paris wants more for herself than to be what the what her storyline is throughout the entire movie. Yeah, which is you want to go? Uh, she's what an M MB or is it MBA? Mm-hmm. The MB an NBA basketball player's girlfriend, high school girlfriend. Yeah, because he hit it big, which is not which is not um, which is normal in LA for right. people to be picked up and like you know and doesn't have to be NBA, it could be somewhere else, but picked up and like leave their high school girlfriend behind or whatever. But everybody it's is basically saying with that quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Paris is supposed like. They're all like, girl, like, you're going to, like, you're going to be his boo. Like, you're going to be this big basketball wife. And, like, you're going to be taken care of. You don't have to do da-da-da-da-da. And Paris is like, I don't want that for my life. Right. She's uh, very much a, like, I want to do for me. I don't want to live or be dependent. Yeah. But she also just, like, wants more. Like, she wants to explore more. She wants to do music. She wants to do this explore her creative side because what she has right now, she doesn't want. Right. But, okay. So then we get into like the meat of where the two characters from two separate worlds start to mesh Mm -hmm. and Paris rolls up to the party or a party with her mom's car and her mom's out of town. And what happens is she crashes it into, it's a tree. She crashes her mom's car into a tree. Because while uh, she's distracted um, because she's like trying to call her boyfriend and her boyfriend's getting distracted by a bunch of models. So she's because trying to like. In the beginning, when you first figure out like what happened, like that she is this NBA player's girlfriend, they're watching an interview. And then she's like, he better say my name because they ask like, oh, like, are you single? Do you have anybody special back home? No high school girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Given that Drew, the person that's supposed to be her boyfriend, looks like a grown-ass man, a senior wear. The dude, yeah, the dudes that were in high school did not look like that until years later. Right. They don't look like that till now. Yeah, he looks like he could be like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so she, her and her three girlfriends are sitting on the couch watching his interview, and he says something around the effects of, like, nah. I'm a free agent. And she says, free agent? And then this is like, ages the movie so fucking hard. She's like, I'm a page him. I just paged him. And then they sat there and waited on their home line. Yes, their home line for him to call. So then this is fast forward to where they have the accident. Yeah. So Paris is like, my mom's out of town. And her mom said, Paris, don't be, don't be joyriding in my car. And what did she do? Crash their mom's car. Joyrides in the car. <laughs> Go to the mechanic, and then the mechanic's like, it's going to be, there's a specific amount of money, because it coincidentally is the same amount of money for Alvin's part. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, he sees her. Hmm? $1,500. Yeah, $1,500. Because that's how much he has saved 
the his entire like summer whatever to get this part and he sees Paris in distress and he's like cool with the shop manager and he's like how much is that going to be to fix and he says it's going to be available and she's like well like I can do it like I two thousand dollars but the part alone was like fifteen hundred or like the parts were fifteen hundred. He's like, well, I mean, I can fix it if I can pay for the parts. Which at first she was like, he's like, I don't have that kind of money, and she's like, well, I, I like, I'll, I'll pay for it. He's like, what do you want in return? Mm-hmm. Like to be my girlfriend for what was? Did he say? Did he say a month? Two weeks? And then she was like, one week. And they're negotiating a month, and she's like, one week, and he said two weeks, and she agreed. There you go. So they agree, and then this is where, like, it starts. Like, the if you're watching a typical um, coming-of-age story, like Princess Diary, this is where Anne, Hath- yeah, Anne Hathaway is doing, like, the pull-away pages of, like, like where they're going through all the fits. Mm-hmm. So I think this is low-key might be your favorite part, um, where they finally see the school, and then he tells his friends, oh, like, Where'd you get that that Sean John? Because they're they've been like they've been what do you call it? They've been pirating labels like fat like Fubu, Fat Farm. Sean John is like the it thing at the school at that moment. Oh my god, Keenan Thompson is so fucking funny in this movie. I love Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Which is like it's funny. That's like that shows a difference in our humor because I'd be like, that was unnecessary to say. And I was just like, ah, that's something I would totally say. (laughs) But he's supposed to be the comedic relief. Like, you know how everybody has, every rom-com has that that comedic relief that we were talking about in the last episode? Keenan is it. Yes. And then on the other side... I would say Steve Harvey is also kind of a comic relief. Yes, Yes, definitely. I think the whole, his whole family is like the comic relief. Except for his mom. His mom is very much a, like, not authoritarian, but, like, she's, like, the worrying, like, hey, you're acting different. Is everything okay? All this kind of, like, throughout the movie, she's always sprinkled, like, hey, you're acting different. Is there something you want to talk about? Which she never actually says. She's just, like, basically tries to lean on Steve Harvey to be, like, talk to your kid. Yeah, talk to your son. Because, like, there's something going on. But, um, so once the, like the scene, the scene happens where they have to show each other together. So Paris gives Alvin her Sean John's, her Sean John hoodie mm-hmm. is purple. And then she's like, okay. Cause like, I can't go in with you looking like that. They go down the hallway, the jocks flip out. Everybody's looking at her like, what the fuck is this? Right. Cause in their school, all the popular kids have this designated hallway. Yeah, which is so segregation. Like, what the fuck? That's okay. very. Cl- it's very like classist kind of shit. Yeah, because it's not even like seniors have their hallway freshmen. It's just like popular and unpopular. Like, unpopular, which would never go today. People are too fucking sensitive for that. I kind of noticed at the end of the movie too. I we're skipping around just a smidgen. Uh, but at the, like that final beach party, did you notice that like there were groups hanging out on top of the like kind of like out in the sand dune away from the popular kids, but still at the beach? Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. But like at the same time, like understandable. It's very clickish. Mm-hmm. Well, that I think because they needed that in order to represent high school. Because anyway, let's go back to the beginning. Okay, uh, so the the um. The hallway scene. The hallway scene is important because there is a scene before they make this arrangement that shows the dynamic of the hallway. Like, oh, why can't we walk down that hallway? I got Sean John, and then he shows his Sean John fake label jeans, yeah, and he, he tries like, to down the label himself. Yeah, which I definitely have done that before um, with like just like shirts. Um, he walks down the hallway and instantly gets like pushed into a locker and like slammed and like pushed back down the hallway by the jocks basically this time time when it happens he's with paris and everybody's like oh hi paris what's he doing here what you doing down our hallway and like she always deflected it's like i didn't think i was asked for an interview i didn't think i consented to an interview who said that 
Christine. Oh, that Paris says that when Paris she's confronted. But that's like after they're like, what are you doing with him? And that's like Yvonne, like, what are you doing with him? Uh? Which is like her stank ass attitude. Like, I really can't. Throughout the whole movie, she is a fake ass friend, man. They're not, they're not, none of them are her real friends. Yeah. Because like if Drew, if Drew were to give, give them the time of day, you think that they wouldn't? Like obviously Yvonne were her fit with girl. And like high school, like bitches was fast as hell. Like what? Um, that is like the initiation of their of their their start of their week. And then she starts to trans. She starts to transform him. Mm-hmm. Changes his outfit, his hair. Like basically shaves the unibrow. Mm-hmm. Does his Cinderella moment, and then they walk down the hallway together for the first time. With him looking like it's not Alvin now, it's Al. Al. I don't know if I like that one either. I mean, yeah. So, (laughs) this is when things start to kind of go south because Paris, Paris has always been Paris. Like, she's not letting anything about what's going on change her personality. If anything, right, it's like, like understand herself more. She's never put on a front. She's uh, very authentically herself. Exactly. And Alvin, or Al, has never, has never had people care and want to be around him. Because he's seeing, like, oh, all the popular kids are liking him. They want to hang out with him. Like, and eventually, throughout the week he starts to not really need Paris and they still agree to start. They agree to break up. Yeah. He's like, like they slowly start to, or he slowly starts to like change who he is because like, uh, in the beginning it's very like established that he's like a nerd. He likes Michael Jackson, you know, like he's very much the quote unquote uncool kid, uh, with like his interests and stuff. But now that he's becoming more popular, he's starting to like add more swagger into his step because we missed the talk of him with him and Steve Harvey. Oh, well, that has has it come yet? Okay, so obviously Alvin is a virgin. Mm -hmm. And when he starts to hang out with Paris, like he's he's getting ready for his first date with Paris to go out to like this party. And Steve Harvey has like the birds and the bees talk because his his sister outs him with having like a girlfriend or whatever. I really do like their names though. Well, it's Al Green because they like Al Green, which is constantly playing throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And then Aretha Franklin. Yeah, Aretha. Thank you. God. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna come for you or anything. <laughs> no, never. Um, I didn't even know that her sister, his sister's name was Zaretha. Mm-hmm. Because I don't ever, I don't ever hear her name. There, I think they call, she, the mom calls it like once. Yeah, see. Um, so Steve Harvey has the birds and the bees talk, but it gets a little aggressive. And he ends up giving him like a box full of condoms. Like an industrial sized box of condoms. Like, something that you never want to hear from your parent is, like, you, like, basically, like, teaching him how to put on a condom Mm -hmm. and then scaring the fuck out of him when he runs out of the room. Oh, it was great. Yeah, like, you get a very much a feel that, like, Steve Harvey was, like, the cool kid in high school, but now he's kind of, like, the, not a loser, but, like, he works as a mechanic. He, like... Yeah, and he's trying to live vicariously through his son or pass on his... Johnson jeans. Yeah. <laughs> he may. So they have this, and then I guess like that, like Alvin goes to the party, and how he kind of connects is like one of the the white boy, the white boy cool kid with the curly hair. He is significant in another movie. I don't remember which one. He's having car trouble. Mm-hmm. Alvin knows cars, so he's like, oh, like your blah blah, blah needs da da da. So he pulls out a rubber. He's like, you gonna fix my car with a rubber? And he like puts it on this little piece, which is explained in the in like somewhere else in the movie, like why that works. It is explained. I remember. 
Um, and then it starts and everybody's like, oh, okay. Like he kind of gets an in and then people like want to talk to him and the girls are like, okay. Right. This is the first site where you kind of see Paris off to the side, like what the fuck? Cause they're accepting him. That part. Have you ever had that moment? Did you ever have that moment in high school? Where I was kind of looking like, what the fuck? No, where like, you were like, ah, oh, I'm accepted. I mean, I, do you remember that feeling? No, not written that. Like, I, I mean, I've always kind of felt accepted in our friend group. I never really had like a moment of like, oh, I'm considered cool or like I'm accepted because I know this one. Like, I never had that specific moment. No. How about you? I don't know. Like, cause when I really, when I really feel comfortable, it's usually because I've curated the group that I'm with. Mm-hmm. So like I like brought everybody together. So I wouldn't say, and like, I don't feel like I ha- I feel like I wanted that acceptance from like the, the preps at our school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, like, I don't know, they always just seem to be having so much more fun and they make it look so cool. But I don't actually know what it like was like to be in their friend group. Anyways. True. Um, so this is like the first sign of acceptance that Alvin gets. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he is, what's the word? He's addicted to it because right. he starts to just go to any length to keep that high going it slowly starts to get to like get to his head but while at the same time his popularity is growing he's also starting to like on the side grow closer to Paris by like going to her house kind of walking in on her playing her guitar but when we say closer it almost seems like it's one-sided because Alvin doesn't still has this mindset that like Oh, she doesn't want to be with me. This is a strictly transactional thing. Yeah, because once, when they're together, he's old Alvin. He's not new Alvin. Like, he's not talking a certain way because he starts to have this, like, slang slur, like, where he's like, oh, breezy. He's just, like, having this. <laughs> yeah, he's having you know, this. Whole, like, you know, wiping his nose and shit, like. Yeah, he has this whole persona now that goes along with Al. And when he's with Paris, it's kind of like he can quit it out because that's not who he is anyways. And she knows that. Exactly. So slowly they start to, like, date and hang out because that was part of their deal. They have to, like, go out on a date and blah, blah, blah. So as, like, there's, like, they make a plan. Like, it's they're supposed to start. Okay. They go out on a date. Like, one of their last dates. Mm -hmm. First of all, Paris looks so cute in this, like, baby blue two-piece set that's like, looks all, like, satiny and rappy. And she's, like, these, like, cute heels. I'm like, girl, where's that fucking outfit today? Like, her outfit game? Like, her entire movie. I love just, like, her and, like, that past. Like, even in um, Bring It On, it's like those bright colors just really work for her. She's just literally so pretty. Like Christina Milian is so pretty, but the outfits in this out in this show are just top tier. Mm-hmm. Like top tier. Like today we're trying to emulate the two thousands era, but like nobody's doing it like this. Like I don't know what the fuck y'all are out here doing, but this movie they need to have this whole all of the clothes back in storage right now because I would be buying. Anyways, so they go to this, like, poetry slam, and they go for a drive, and um, Alvin doesn't have a car. He's building a car. So she's like, how about you drive? And then they have, they go to, like, I've been to this place where they went to, like, the Los Angeles lookout where you can see all of, all of L.A. Mm-hmm. It's, like, up in, like, the, it's up in the Hollywood, not Hollywood Hills, but it's, like, up in, like, Hollywood, like, North Hollywood. And... This is the moment where, like, you think that, like, there's something starting to bloom between them. And you can see it in Paris' eyes. Like, they're... Did they kiss? No, not yet. Okay, so they... I think she thought he, she, she thought that he was going to kiss her when they were... She was like, yeah, like, now you know what we have to do. And then he's like, 
yeah, we got to make a breakup plan. Da, 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 da. We got to make it like a show and blah, blah, blah. Like he's like, yeah. So he's getting hype about this breakup I, and she's trying to like insinuate that she wants to kiss him. And he, it right over his head. Like, and you can see like her, her like, damn. Like this is, this is, this is like, what it is. Oh yeah. This is what, this is what we're doing. Okay. So, and he's like, he's like, this this last phrase really pissed me off. She was like, he was like, come on, girl, move move it or lose it, or something like that. Like they like, we got school in the morning. And then though this next scene is like, ugh, he I hated this scene. Oh my god. So picture. He has his hair like twisted, like he like he's trying to lock up his hair. He has on a Burberry hat. Burberry shorts with a white beater and a Burberry scarf. Ugh. And if I'm not mistaken, he has on Tim's, like Tim boots. I think so. First of all, what the fuck? Or where the fuck are you going? You got on Timberland boots, a white beater, and a scarf and a hat. It is probably 95 degrees in, in LA. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're trying to do with your life. You don't know if you want to go to the snow or go to the sun. Like, what? So... He is literally like slanging a what is it called a Twizzler? Oh, is it a Twizzler? I thought it was a toothpick. No, it's a Twizzler because he gives it to somebody. Okay. He is like literally like doing a pimp walk down the fucking hallway, talking about breezies, breezies. I'm just like, ew. He and then um, what do you call it? Paris is outside waiting for him. And mm-hmm. she comes in and she's like, don't ever have me outside waiting for you. And he's surrounded by all the cool, the cool jocks, like the dudes who used to literally beat him and his friend's ass, which they probably still would beat his friend's ass, which we didn't even mention. Oh my God. He, he's outcasted by his friend group right now. Yeah. He uh, like said that he would take them to that party and he totally ditches them. And takes the car that they've been working so hard on. Yeah to get in oh no this is after that that hasn't happened yet yeah this is after that so scratch that part so he paris he basically disses paris like this is her fucking hard he like disrespectful where everybody's looking at her and she's like what the fuck i forget exactly what he says but yeah it's just like mad mad disrespectful for no reason i remember he's like giddy up bounce we done something like that mm-hmm. and then paris is paris is she there's what what can she do she can't really say shit but leave oh no she says my favorite line of the movie which is i worked really hard to create al i worked twice as hard to destroy you alvin and walks away oh i think so i don't remember but i'm like i know she does say that but i'm like i'm like because I do remember her saying, like, uh, maybe she did, and he was just like, uh, whatever, and then turns around. Um, and then her her friends are looking like, uh, and that's when the black girl, Yvonne, is like, hey, Al, so you taking me to the party tonight? And then she said, he says something like, something stupid. Yeah, and then after that is when his friends confront him. They come to his house and they're like, hey, so like, what the fuck is going on? We were supposed to work on this part, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, we've been waiting for you. He's like, oh, well, you know, like, if you want, like, we're going to, I was going to go to this party tonight. I'll pick you guys up. It's cool if you're all with me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So they, they're like, they're like, they're super excited because they're like, oh my God, like, we're going to get to hang out with the cool kids. Like, They've never done that. They're so excited. They're literally waiting for him to come, like waiting for him in a tree. He never comes. He goes to pick up Yvonne in the car that they built. Mm-hmm. And then he's flexing on everybody with the car because the car has like... Um, a brand new engine. Not even that. They don't give a fuck about the engine. They're talking about on the inside. There's like a like a, a drink a drink dispenser in there. Like the interior is designer. Like they, mm-hmm. they like... I think it's like FUBU. It might be FUBU inside or something like that. I think they have like an Apple computer in there. Yeah, which the Apple computer is old as fuck. But remember, in this time period, it's the new hot shit. 
Brandy. is like those white square ones. <laughs> so after this is when he finally, like Yvonne and him have their interaction. And I, I guess they did have sex. Did they have sex? I think he, she just let him touch, touch her boobs. Uh, which she has great boobs. Oh my god, she, she has an boobs. amazing body. Yeah, she <laughs> like I'm I like, like whatever body that's like that tiny, but it works for her. He has a real nice chest. Mm-hmm. So he then he goes home and he's literally like writing on a message board to his friends, and they get a knock on the window, and he's like, "Oh my god, guys!" And they're like, "We were waiting for you," and he was like, "Oh, like." Sorry, you know what it's like when you're butt naked, laid up with a honey, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, dude, like, you don't get it. Like, what was it? They're like, we're kicking you out of the friendship uh, clubhouse something. or something. Yeah, something that they started in third grade. And then his sister is like on the side listening, Even- listening to what happened. And then they like initiate this like dork fest of a situation and then like walk off. And he's like, forget like, like, <laughs> the fact that they had like during this confrontation, they had announced that like he didn't even get the part yet, like or like the they need to get the part or it's just getting shipped back, but like yeah. they pay for it or whatever. So she, uh, the little sister, like pieces together that he's ditching his friends mm-hmm. and that he paid the girl to date him. Mm-hmm. Which how she did that with that little bit of information. Well, I guess, yeah, because it's she was like, How do you get Paris Morgan? Like the the, the coolest girl in school. The coolest girl in school. She was always confused. Like she was always like, mm, what's going that's, on? That's so that and then that morning, because this is technically like the last scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. They have breakfast and um he comes in and I'm not gonna lie, the fit was fly. He had on this orange, like three-piece set with the shorts and the white beater and the open the open button-up shirt with the hat mm-hmm. and the glasses this is kind of like al the last stage like he is fully al yeah this is his whole persona this was the mask this would be a split personality to where he was before so he's like mom's pops chicken head um, I was going to school. He's like, "Why are you lying? It's senior dish day." It's like, "Okay, I could have lied to you, but I didn't. I'm gonna go put my feet in the water, let me with some honeys. I'll see you later." And then this is when they start interrogating him about the money, and he basically says, "Yeah," but he doesn't flat out admits to it. Like he doesn't even lie. He doesn't care. He's like, little biscuit head might be on to something. And I'm like, the the name calling. I just love it. They're just, it's so authentic. It's so, it's so, it's so smooth. <laughs> so they're like, I can't believe this. And also Paris didn't know that, like, that he spent the money on for his well- whatever. That's why she starts like uh, she pays for a whole new outfit for like whole new outfits for him. And like that's where that montage comes in because he admits to her that like that's what he planned to do. And she's like, oh, like, you know, you just like what else do you need to do? He's like, oh, I just have to get this piece. And she's like, oh, well, how much is it? And he's like, fifteen hundred dollars. She, like, looks at him, like, knowingly that he spent the money on her. So she, like, gives him a whole new, like, outfit check. But, like, how does that, how does this point A and point B make sense? Like, you don't have money to pay $1,500 for the part that you paid. Like, did they go to the thrift store? I think they went to the thrift store. Either that or they went to her house and she just gave him a bunch of clothes from her house. But, like, who the fuck? I don't know. Um, that part doesn't make any sense because what? But anyway, so it's the final scene. It's the beach party. Every or all the seniors are there. The cool kids are taking over the beach. All the other cliques are kind of like up in the hill, still there, but not yeah. part of the cool group. But let me set the scene for y'all real quick, since like we're gonna wrap this up real quick. 
the scene is like you got the flag girls with their bikinis on and you got the dudes they got their their designated fits like the shorts the beaters and then they put the shoestrings tie them up and then put them over their shoulders so you got jays you got air force ones you got custom air force ones you got dunks like you got all of the shoes like all the all the crispy ass shoes like how the fuck y'all high school doesn't got that kind of money like alvin where did you get money to buy it i this is 2003, man. Shoes weren't that expensive yet, were they? I don't know, but I went to the mall trying to get some Nike Dunks the other day, and they were $450 for the ones that I wanted. Wow. And it was like, the devil is a lie. So I just bought some regular Air Force Ones for $100. <laughs> like, we're not balling. Like, we're on a budget. And I did contemplate bringing them bitches back. But... So we see this and then Paris is like rolling her eyes and um, Yvonne gets up to go and like speak to Alvin and he's like, new honey, new day, new honey. I don't know you. And this is Yvonne. But like the fact that this does not, this does not do anything to their girl group baffles me. Yeah, that's kind of insane, isn't it? Oh my God. We also kind of glossed over the point where, like, it was, you know, everybody was sad. This was right after Alvin gets confronted with his parents. It's kind of like that slow montage of, like, everybody's sad. Um, Paris is on the phone with the white friend, and she's like, you know, like, I want to... Yeah. I was thinking, like, after school, I could, like, go to, like, start taking music le- singing lessons or all this stuff. And she's like, girl, you're not going to, I can't remember who she said, but she's like, girl, you're not the next Alicia Keys. Like play your cards, right. You're going to be the wife of an NBA player. Like, like what more could you want? And then Paris doesn't even really say much. She kind of just says like, uh, and then just hangs hangs up up the phone. Yeah. Takes the pictures down of her and Drew that have been up there forever. And this, then, like, this is where, like, the next big part comes into hand because um, a big-ass Range Rover pulls up and Drew gets out. And Drew um, at the party. At the party. Like, he, he's like, I just, I knew we'll see you today to the him to get to the pool, um, to the beach. And um, he's like, so, like, where's, like, where's my girl? No, she comes up, he's like, hey, I didn't know you are going to be here. And, like, she's so excited to see him. And then um, it's like, let's get out of here. So like, okay, let me get my stuff. And then something is said. No, ooh, so that's what it was. Drew is like, they're like, so how's the road? Da, 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 da. I know you got like tons of honeys. And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, what, 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 what happens on the road stays on the road. Mm-hmm. And then everybody like high fives him and like does dabs him up or whatever. And um Paris, he's like he's like yeah Paris she don't want nobody else like she's all for me or something like that and they all give him a look and they're like like who which, which one of y'all which one of y'all trying to get at Paris and they're like it wasn't me it was Al Johnson and he's like I don't know the only Al Johnson I know is Alvin Johnson which there's no way yeah he's like he's like what you know he's like big man on campus da 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 and then this is where, which is such a disgusting double standard. Mm. Like, how are you going to say what happens in the road stays on a road, but you figure out that your girl that you dissed on national TV is decided to date another dude her own age for two weeks? What? Men's fragile egos, I swear. That's disgusting. And then she comes up and he's like, she's like, what's wrong? He's like, so I heard you moved on, da-da-da. And she is frantic, trying to find Alvin because Drew's about to leave. Yeah, because she's trying to prove that they were just dating because he had paid her. So she runs to Alvin, and she's like, hey, like, Drew's here. You need to tell him what's up. And he's like, "The only, or Jesus, you're so obsessed with me. Like, you're making up these stories, and it's really pathetic and sad, blah, blah, blah. And she, like, basically just loses it and is like, you know, the only reason I even consider going out with you is because you paid me $1,500. And this is in front of everyone. Yeah, everybody is crowding around to see the commotion of what's going on. And then she's like, yeah, 
Yeah, you thought you thought that if everybody knew that that you wouldn't you wouldn't be you wouldn't be popular anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, look, they all know. And then she walks off. She walks off. The girl that he's with is like over it over it mad and he's like come on like we're burning us and then she's like shut up he's like that's my song yeah he uh, started saying lyrics to her which was paris morgan's song that she had originally written by herself exactly proving like the proving the overarching like thing is that he is not authentic and he's been lying about everything so why should we believe anything he says right so after all this shit hits the fan I think Drew left. Paris is pissed. Alvin is like, wow, everybody left me. Like, I'm nothing. Like, he has to take the bus home. And this is where, like, I guess the client, not the client, that was the climax of the movie. So then it starts to be like, okay, the character realization. Yep. So he realizes, like, what happened. Like, none of these people are actually your friend. You can't talk to them anymore. Your real friends are gone. Like, he gets home. The fan, like, they do, like, a father-son moment with him and Steve Harvey. He's like, you know, I just, like, I wanted you to have what I had in high school. But you had something I don't have, which is brains and charisma. And, like, you have something that you can do some outside of high school. And, you know, it's like a real big thing. Um, so they go to, it's like, is it like the last day of school or something? I don't know. That, also that part, Steve Harvey ends up buying him the part. Yes, 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 yes. Where he can still finish. Because you have to remember, he these, these are still supposed to be kids. These are still kids. So, like, that, that's initially what your parent would do. Like, if you couldn't yeah. buy it then they would pay for it. So he buys in the part so he can still have some shot at his future. Mm-hmm. So this is where he starts to try and repair all the relationships that he broke. Right. Cause he fixes the car, doesn't he? Yeah. He ends up fixing the car, doing the part. He does all the back work for it and mm-hmm. tells his friends, he's like, y'all can take credit for it. Like it's fine, whatever. Um, somehow they end up like, being casual with him well because like they're still like really upset with him and then everybody or so it's like uh fast forward it's like the last basketball game everyone's there he uh alvin is in the back his friends are in the front and uh it's been a running thing throughout the whole movie that like if the losers quote unquote sit in the front the basketball stars get really pissed off because so, it's like they're losing, they're gonna lose the game. Like yeah. y'all are losers. You're in my spot, like my lucky seats. Yeah. So his friends were in the front just watching it, and of course the basketball players see them, and he makes a big old scene, and he's like, "This is why we're losing. I need to get these losers out of my space." And like walks up on uh, Keenan, and Nick is like, "Look, if you want to beat somebody up, you can beat me up. You're not gonna talk to my friends that way. Like it's not their fault that you suck." And, mm-hmm. it, like, they were about to fight, and then Keenan like, puts him in a headlock, drags him down the stairs, and throws him back at the court. He's like, look, I'm sick of you. Exactly. And, and so, like, that big showmanship, uh, Alvin leaves, and as he's walking away, uh, Paris is, like, fought, or chases after him. And as she's chasing after him, she gets stopped by Drew, which, oh, my God, I got so mad when Drew pops up because he's like, Hey, like, you know, we belong together. And I think I'm, I'm courteous enough to give you another chance. Like you just, you got to prove to me that you want this blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Oh my God, if I could kick you in the shin, I would, you are such trash. And And he's like, he just doesn't give, I don't, I don't think I ever thought he was cute. Me either. When this movie came out and I watched it, I was like, nah, nah, nah. I was more like the like the actual cute guys, but you look like you're thirty. Like you don't you don't look like you just graduated. You literally look like you have been out of high school for a yeah. few years. Like, like you're a fully adult man. That's disgusting. And like Paris is probably like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen at the most. Are, you're definitely like not 20, 21, 22. Yeah. But uh she blows him off and she runs to Alvin and they make up and then 
finally they kiss and that is the end of the movie finally gets the girl and he realizes he got the experience that he wanted but he also learned a valuable lesson that you need to like be yourself Mm -hmm. popularity and fame is never going to get you what you want being authentically yourself is i feel like that is actually the the message of the movie yeah the plot of the movie you can't buy love Mm -hmm. because love don't cost a thing (laughs) okay so what was your favorite scene in the movie I'd have to say uh, my favorite scene was really anything with Keenan Thompson in it because I was literally laughing out loud at everything he said. <laughs> it was just like the comic timing is just perfect with him. Or he was like, what was it? When they were confronting him and uh, Nick Cannon was just like, oh, you know, when you're laid up with a nice honey butt naked and Keenan's like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And he would always try to be mad at him. It's so funny. Because he's just, he's just authentically like, like, yeah, he, he wants that lifestyle, but. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? What was your favorite part? I want to say just like this, the, it's just the outfits. I can't even lie. Like, it's not even like a favorite part. It's just like the outfits throughout the entire fucking movie with the girls and Christina and the way she looked and like the way they made her look and the lighting of the whole movie was just amazing. Mm -hmm. I want the entire wardrobe that Christina had, like the entire wardrobe. I feel like that with a lot of her early movies. I mean, even now, like she's still like a gorgeous, like she, um, another movie that she's in is on list of uh of movies that we're gonna watch so i that uh singing one or the one where she goes to hawaii no it's called um falling in love with an inn oh okay yeah so that's like my favorite part my favorite component of the movie like i don't have like a favorite favorite part Mm -hmm. it's just the movie has just like great of like nostalgic feels to it um, okay, so last but not least, ratings. Um, I'm going to give this one a four. Out of what? I guess I was thinking more of like four out of five. So I guess I'll say like out of 10, 7.5. Okay. I think it was really good. It wasn't as choppy as the other movies we watched. Um, I, I, I really didn't care about what was going on i enjoyed the characters a lot more i thought the characters looked great some of them are very attractive i feel like the movie was very rushed this is a very anti-black of you i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding stop i'm kidding i mean i was actually like trying to like look in because this is actually a remake of a movie that came out in the 80s called Love You Can't Buy Love or like Can't Buy Love or something like that. And it's an all white cast. So I was trying to see like what other movies there were cuz I know there are a handful of them, but I can't like decipher like move like white movies that were remade as black movies and done better. Yeah, cuz that one was made in like 1980 something. Yeah. Um but I just like I mean, a lot of movies are redone, not like, what other ones? Like, uh, what, Death at a Funeral one? Uh, probably. But it's just like, we add our own flavor onto it. Like, like the costumes, like the personalities, mm-hmm. like all of that. It's like, we usually do do it better. Like, the fact that there were multiple colors in all the cast, like, everybody was represented there. Yeah. And it is like an inner, an inner city high school, and you have to have, like, all that dialogue and you showing everything that happens in high school. Um, but, yeah, so you said a 7.5. Yes. I do really like it. I feel like it would probably be like an eight. Like I, it held up, it held the test of time. Like I watched it and I genuinely was like, oh, this is such a good movie. I forgot how good this was. It's just right up there with the holes. Love don't cost a thing. That Natalie Portman movie that I love. Like all those movies that hold the test of time. What Natalie Portman movie? Where the Heart Is. Where the Heart Is. Okay. Is that the one where she's pregnant at Walmart? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
<laughs> I watched that movie 17 billion times. I loved it so much. Never watched it. <laughs> it's not your cup of tea. I'm sure. Wait, how do you know that she's pregnant at a Walmart then? I've seen it on Facebook. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, that is our movie of the month. Let us know what you guys think of it. If you guys want to add to our list of movies that you, you watch, message us on Instagram. Um, comment in the comment section of iTunes. Subscribe, rate, com- like all the things. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.